This is Bobcast. I have a question for you. Okay. Let's say that you had to contact a company for like tech support or customer service. I don't want to do that already. I know, I know, right? This is this is my my rock and my hard place. Would you rather call an eight hundred number and speak to someone or do the like online chat with mm. them? Like which is worse? I guess it depends on exactly what the problem is, which is a really terrible answer. Yeah. Um, so this I, came I don't think line. I've ever done the online chat thing. Yeah. So I don't really believe that it's real. Yeah. I like I just type something either. in, and there's like like back in in uh, when we would use instant messenger and stuff like that. There's just some guy on the <laughs> other side that's just waiting there to answer questions. Yeah. Have you used it? I have. And it's it's. Eh. It's fine. Well, so here's the thing. I was having problems with our cable. It kept losing signal or going out or something. So I had to contact AT&T. And I was like, do I want to call and sit on hold and have to interact with someone? Or do I just want to try this chat thing? So I went with the chat because I could be doing other things but while waiting for the guy to write something I assume you have to log in and stuff first, right? So so he's not like, hey, what's all your information? Because I would be afraid. I'm like, oh, here's my credit card number. No, no, you log into your account where you see your bill and whatever, and then you just click the thing. And it was a lot of broken English, but... Like, I feel like, like like he wasn't the person wasn't able to speak English very well. Yeah, with well, the, the, the good news was well uh, with his like have a problem with copy that. and paste responses. He gave like what I would think would be a real name because it was Indian. What? It wasn't like mm. the guy with the heavy accent that says his name is Kevin and how can he help? You know, right? So I appreciate the honesty of that. What percent chance was it a computer that was like spitting out these responses? No, it's not. It's not a computer, but they're obviously going along some script of like canned responses because everything. Like I said, you know, I said, well, the internet comes in and goes out, and blah blah blah, and something. And it, like three times, he responded with like, "I will be glad to help you with this problem." Or th- there are things like there were too much, like fake reassuring, which was really annoying. But you know, you can just ignore it. I feel more than if you were talking to someone. Okay. And I could be, like, cursing him out loud, and he wasn't hearing me. Right. And I had a baby that was making a lot of noise. Gotcha. But then you lose something, too, right? I mean, you can't necessarily describe your issue or whatever as good in He wouldn't be able typing. to sense the sarcasm in my voice. Yeah. So that would be a problem. So when I type, I'm very I'm, happy with my service. I'm really enjoying this problem right now. He was like, awesome. Yeah. But I feel like they're both annoying. Yeah. And like, so we had this problem with the cable for like six weeks. Really? And it wasn't, it was just so random. It wasn't like all the time. But part of the reason why I didn't contact them was like, it's such a pain in the ass. Let me ask you this. What did you do to attempt to alleviate the problem before you contacted them? Um, well, you can't, I mean, I would like restart the little gateway thing and, but you know. You didn't check to see if, like, a wire was maybe loose or something? No. if it was intermittent, I would... Yeah, that's a good point. What was the problem? Did they, they fix it? Well, it hasn't happened since. So when you call... Uh, this they, like, have a little switch, like, let's fuck up this person's service a little bit. It's pacing. Yeah. So when you contact them, they do something from there, wherever they are, and they go, oh, I detect that there's some line issue, and we'll send someone out. And I was like, great, awesome. Go fix your lines. And then he's like... So will you be home, you know, from 12 to 4? And I was like, what do I got to be here for? Because yeah. they made it sound like it's their right. line somewhere. But So I had to be here. So the guy looked and he didn't see anything with it. And so he, like, rewired our house and 
said it should work, and it, you know, it has, but who knows? Hmm. Shady. I'm not thrilled with it. I'm not thrilled with it either, Jacob. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, and he gave me $50 off on my bill. Oh, well, I, that's nice. They might be quicker to, like, give you things, maybe. Because, I mean, on the phone, you'd have to be, like, heavy sighing and be like, oh, I'm really unhappy, and I'm going to call Comcast and switch to them, and then they might offer you something, but... I, I can't do that. I, you just I'm can't. so bad. That's an Amanda thing. You it's, should... it's really a Sufasan thing. Like, Ooh. she's awesome at that. Yeah. I wish she had passed that down to me, but she did not. Just the bitchiness. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just the love of chores. <laughs> I do love me some chores. Um, Alright. I may zone off a little bit today during the podcast. Do I seem a little off you right seem now? A little... I'm tired. I got up at... I'd four- say hungover. I'm not at all. Yeah. I got up at 4.30 yesterday morning by accident, or like unintentionally, and y- yesterday was our harvest festival, which is like our big school event, and... Oh, I thought it was just like you and Amanda in your backyard. <laughs> now we, uh... With your corn and your beans. And, the, and, and our PGA did awesome this year. Like, they had all of these different booths and games, and uh, we do raffle stuff, and... I mean, there was like a thousand people there. It was crazy. Like, there were maybe, probably more than a thousand, a couple thousand people there. It was pretty yeah. wild. Um, but I was basically there from 7 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So it was a now, long Now, are you day. required to be there, or do you want to be there? Well, I want to be there. And technically, I'm not required to be there, but the way it works is the, um, the money that is earned from the Harvest Festival goes... Uh, the PTA splits it up among the teachers to reimburse us for all the... Crap that we pay for, and we don't get our reimbursement unless we're there, like working booths and things like that. So, um, so the I PTA worked. PTA owns you, pretty much. We're there. <laughs> You're an indentured servant. Uh, so uh, I worked, did a little ticket booth for a while, and then in sixth grade, I also did the bake sale for a while, and that's just to raise money for the kids. Did so, you do like a cakewalk. Not this year. At We've all. done that in the past, and eh, yeah. it's kind of lame. Is there a dunk um, tank? No. Like, apparently... What the hell kind of festival Well, is here's the thing. I, I would love a dunk tank, but P- if you have a PTA, they forbid it. Like, the, the national PTA organization forbids it for, like, legal... Liability. Yeah. But apparently if you have a PTO, which I never even knew whether it was a thing until I became a teacher, there's, like, two different types of organizations. Parent-teacher organization. Oh. And that, like, kind of gets around it, and they you can have a dunk tank with them. So... But anyway, um, maybe we should. Uh, maybe they should have a proposition maybe. to bring back dunk tanks. Maybe they should. Um, but anyway, it was it was lengthy, but it was great, and and it was it was cool to see. There's always a lot of old students that come back, mm. and that's both one of my favorite and least favorite parts of it. Um, Do you always remember who they are? Pretty much, yeah. Although this time, like every year, you know, they're getting older, obviously. So right. now I have students that are like uh, a junior in high school, I think, um, from my very first fourth grade class. You don't recognize and, them? No, I, I recognize them, but like they're, they're becoming like full-on teenagers. And so, you know, some of them, they're like, oh, Mr. Foster, it's so great to see you. And like they... They are still, like, I, I, 
I have two different uh, experiences sometimes with these. Sometimes I'm like really happy to see them because that they're they're progressing on a good path mm-hmm. and then I see the kids that come back and they're like thuggish or <laughs> dressed Goth really or promiscuously yeah. and I'm like oh. and and then I worry about you know I'm like I'm disappointed kind of on do you blame the path yourself going I don't yeah but at the same time I think it reinf- well you should <laughs> it reinforces my like I always ask to see how they're doing to see it like you know, if they're failing, then, I, then sometimes I put that on myself, possibly. because Would you know, they tell I want, you, though, I'm failing? They, or would they be like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, Mr. Foster. The, the, the ones that tell me that they're failing are the ones that I'm like, oh, God. Like, and there's not too many of those. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, I'm going to get kicked out of school because I'm a big screw-up. Like, I don't think if are, I'd run into an old teacher, I would. Well, like, you are not like these one or two kids. Oh, thank um, you. But anyway... Um, it, it kind of reinforces my decision to not be a father because I'd be mm. constantly worried about being let down by my children. Oh, great. <laughs> now I'm going to be constantly worried about being... No, I'm, I'm pretty much... Convinced you're going to be let yeah, down? Yeah, I've pretty much been planning on I being I mean, let I've down. always been the type of person to, like, you know, put people on pedestals. And especially when I have students that I really, really liked... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, this kid's going to be so awesome and amazing. Yeah. And then it's I can like, see that being a total yeah. heartbreak when they show up yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through it. Okay. And, and this is a political podcast, which is like totally my wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm Mr. Politics over yeah. here. <laughs> when I think politics, <laughs> I think you. If you had told me five years ago that I would be waking up in the morning to watch soccer... Mm-hmm. And then podcast about politics, I would have been like, you're an idiot. You would have slapped me. Yeah, I would have slapped you. You're such Just because I like slapping you're you. You're such an SBL. <laughs> I am an SBL. Um, so speaking of politics, on the way over here, mm-hmm. dry, I was thinking as I, I was like, every time I come to your house for podcasting, there's like things that come up that I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting to talk about. And there really wasn't until I almost got to your house. Oh. And I see these signs outside the school. Mm-hmm. Vote for this person for school board or yeah. whatever. And there's one that really amuses me. Okay, which one? It's vote for Ryan. Yeah. Because it makes me think that Ryan is like a kid running for class president. He sort of is. It, it's got to be his last name, right? Nope. It's his first name? Oh, and this is going to be great podcasting, but I'll show you. His picture. He's super young. He doesn't say that he has any children. So Who I don't puts know. their first name? On election. Share. Uh, and he looks like he... He looks like powder. Wow. Yeah. 27. Yeah. Hey, wow. I'm not voting for him. Do you know who played powder? Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I think his name is Sean Patrick Flannery. You know who that is? Yeah. Wasn't he the uh, Indiana Jones... The young Indiana Jones. Yeah, and he was in Suicide Kings. Remember that movie? Yeah, I used to love that movie. Yeah, me too. That was Powder. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I'm not voting for him. No. (laughs) I'm not either. Sorry. (laughs) All right. um, But for our listener, uh, apostrophe S, or uh, excuse me, parentheses S. I think if we were to publicize that it's an election-themed podcast, we might bring out some... So they could listen. Occasional. So they would listen and mock our our election lack of Probably. political knowledge. Probably. I'm sure we'll get some kind of response from people who are more politically savvy than us. If there are such people. 
Well, I'm thinking like the Raging Cajun, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's listening. Yeah, definitely. He's like, I, I need to know what to think about this. I love your Cajun accent. That's a good impression. <laughs> I need to know what to think about this, jambalaya. Good one. All right, okay. let's let's get started with the propositions. Why don't I'm going to let you take point on this? Okay, we're going to start because you have more paperwork than I do. Proposition thirty, and the paperwork I do have part half of it's yours. So. Yeah, well, I, I I'm known for prepping. Yes. Prop thirty: temporary taxes to fund education. Mm, we're do, you, s- do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> we're going to start on this one. Well, it's numerically. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so what it does is raises the statewide sales tax rate by a quarter percentage for four years, and also minimal. And also increases income tax on Californians earning more than 250000 a year. That's not me. It's not me. Was it individuals or households? It's I mean, still not me. Yeah. <laughs> Neither way is it me, but, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. a quarter percent sales tax. So, right now in Sacramento, it's like 7.75. So, okay. tax would be 8%, right? Right. But So, let's think about this. So, that means if it's a quarter... Of a cent sales tax. Yep. That means if I spend one hundred dollars, yeah. How much more am I paying on taxes? A quarter. A quarter. Okay. Right. Tax would have been point two five, whatever it is, right? dollars and yeah. seventy five yeah. cents, and now it'd be eight dollars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if I spend a thousand dollars, yeah, I'm paying two dollars and fifty cents more. Yeah. Right? I guess so. So, if over the course of a year, over the course of four years, I'm spending $100,000, you know how much more that's going to cost me? 25 bucks. 250 bucks. 250 bucks. That's not a whole lot if I'm spending $100,000. That's a really good way of looking at it. Because people look at this raising of taxes, and on a per-person basis, it's very, very minimal. Yeah. Um, Unless you're planning on making several large ticket item purchases in the next four years. Right. Um, and so here, here's my, the way I look at 30 and, and, and we really can't look at 30 without looking at 38 as well. Well, you want to do that at the same time? Uh, well, I mean, the idea is if they're, they're linked to each other. Right. Because. Well, are they? They are. Or they're just, they're trying to fix the same problem, but one's good and one's not. If they both pass, Uh then whichever one passes at a higher rate wins. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so let's let's talk about 38 real quick. Okay. It says raises income tax on most Californians for 12 years. So that's that's income tax. That's at Correct. the end of the year that goes up, but mm-hmm. your sales tax stays the same. Mhm. Uh it also doesn't prevent uh the trigger cuts. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? No. Remember in the last budget how it was like we're projecting that we're going to be uh, moving forward at this pace, but if that doesn't happen by this certain date, we're going to cut everything big time. And uh. education was a big part of that. So basically, um, the way I look at these things is if Proposition 30 passes mm-hmm. and wins, I'll have a job next year. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I probably won't have a job next year. You probably won't, or Will you'll not. get pink slipped and then come back. I will get pink slipped and may not come back. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's why I'm pretty solid on what I'm going to be voting here. Um, well, I didn't. I voted. I because, voted, I mean, the cuts are going to be huge. They're yeah. going to be huge. I wrote no on 38. 
And Good. one of the because reasons, that's what it is. Like, if you vote yes on both of them, then there's a chance that 38 could beat 30, and that's bad news. So 38 so. says it it takes this extra money it gets and puts 60 percent to schools, 30 percent to state debt payments, and 10 percent to early child care programs. So which so it's basically 60 percent to schools. Versus Prop 30, which is 100% of the extra income to schools. Despite right? the fact that all the people who are against 30 are saying, oh, we don't really know where the money goes. Oh, yeah. it, And this is my favorite. On the arguments in the quick reference guide, it says, uh, educators say no on 30. Uh, bullshit. They do not say that. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe... Not this educator. Not this educator. Not any educator I know says no on 30. 30, yeah. I mean, the... the it's It's... You know, we're we're at a point in kind of the the roller coaster up and down of the economy that we're hopefully on an upswing. Right. And being able to have that guaranteed money for education for the next seven years is vital. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to happen. The other thing I wrote for Why No on Prop 38, opponents, California Democratic Party, California Republican Party. And everything has become so polarized oh, yeah. where people will be against something just because the other side is for it. Yeah, so if they're both against this 38 nonsense, how good could it be? Yeah. So I'm saying yes on 30 and no on 38. Yeah. Good. Because that's... Are we reaching consensus? We're in 100% agreement on that. Um, we're two for two? We're two Should for we two. Should we have predicted yeah. how many propositions we I don't think that's... I think we're fairly similarly minded. Yes. So I think we'll be agreement a lot. I oh yeah for yeah. sure more more than not right definitely. Um, so but yeah, thirty it it it's a no brainer and and I apologize in advance if I'm going to be I don't usually do any political type stuff but in social media are you going to be calling me? I'm not going to be calling oh, okay. you. Uh, but like w- yesterday before school, we passed out flyers to parents that were driving into school and like we're going to be out on a a busy intersection in the coming weeks and like, so maybe there'll be stuff on Facebook about it, but like, hmm. it's, it's important. It's it is. And, and personally, it. it's very important as well. Right. You know, obviously. Um, so I liked, I mean, I think the biggest thing that would have been, if I was undecided all on it is when you actually do the math on what does this quarter cent quarter percent tax increase really mean? Right. Because you know, well, if you People do the math, tax raise, you know, I don't want to pay more taxes, but and I think I kind of think that's BS. Like taxes are super important. I mean, we don't have you know twenty percent across the board taxes, but like, I mean, if we don't have taxes, we don't have roads that get fixed. We don't right. have fire department, police department. I mean. People are like, oh, I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want the we government to take my money. Up. Like, yeah, like we, but taxes are an important thing, right? You know, so. But I think that the the spending of the, that money yeah. obviously is important. Well, where I think that the government infrastructure has gotten so huge that you right. need more and more taxes to support right. it. And and when you look at it, um, you know, the sales tax increases for four years, and the other money comes from rich people supporting. You know, paying Supporting extra. the public schools. That they're probably not good. using. Exactly. Well, that's and the thing. and that's the thing. They're, they're, they're probably not using them. And so they're going to spend their money on ad campaigns trying to stop Proposition 30. Right. I, if I was one of these above 250,000 earners, nay, when I am one of these above 250,000 earners, I might have a different opinion. Especially if I am not using the public schools, why should I be contributing more to them? We talked in the past about using public schools. 
Oh, and, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm not making a million dollars a year. Yet. But when my scented candle business takes off, <laughs> look out, world. Well, I know I'll be on board. So, any more yes on 30 arguments for you? Uh, yes, 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 yes on 30. That's Ooh, all I got. Well, well said. Thank you. I think you've convinced those fence sitters. Good. Prop 31. What it does, I don't even really know what it does. Something <laughs> about... Hey, listener, will you tell us what it does? Uh, well, here, okay, and what it would cost, it shifts $200 million from state government to local governments. Mm. And what it does is allows local governments to coordinate services, bypass some state rules, and access new funding. Okay. So, here's a, I, I wrote, unclear what it does or how it helps, and so I have no reason to vote yes on it, so I vote no. Which, usually <laughs> there's a few of these propositions where... I'm not getting a sense of why it's good or why it's bad or what to do, so I'm not going to just vote for it, you know? So the idea is if the state is having less tax revenues and that money is not going to the state, it's going to local governments. Mm -hmm. And so the idea, I guess, is then that those local governments will have a better idea of what they're, what they should be doing with the, that money to help the local, you know, like but the idea that, it's, that local government is smaller than state government is the idea, I guess. It doesn't say like, like, you know, revenues from gasoline taxes will go to local governments to fix their own roads or anything. It, it's just, it's very vague. And, then and it that's says, why I don't like it. And that's why I'm with you in, in right. voting against it. Require the governor and legislature to enact state budgets on a two-year basis. Like, why is that better? That they, I mean, they can barely plan for one year. Well, so I think the idea, well, the idea is then that we don't have to keep going through it year after year after year. You know, you can plan for two years in advance. So, like. But can for, they really plan for two years worth of they tax can't even income in one things? year? Yeah, exactly. Like, that seems, it seems like the budgets need to be more. Year by year? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so no, it's, it's weird and vague and there's no reason to vote for it, is what I say. Prop 32, political contributions by payroll deduction. So it prohibits public and private unions, corporations, and government contractors from spending payroll-deducted proceeds for political purposes, such as contributions to candidates and independent expenditure campaigns. Can I tell you my thoughts? Please. Fuck Prop 32. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, why? Here's, here's why. Because uh, I'm part of a union yeah. as a teacher. And what that union does is many things, but it also goes to support, um, you know, teachers as a whole in, um, you know, like when we're uh, negotiating with our district and and um, trying to, you know, best meet the needs of, of not only teachers, but also, you know, firefighters and, and other groups that have unions as well. And basically, welders. There you go. Yeah. Welders are important. Um, they have unions. When what this is basically trying to do is when they do uh, when they have a political action that's taken on behalf of the entire union. Mm -hmm. um, we you know pay our money and and it's a sizable amount of money that goes t to being in the union. Um, then that money can be spent by the union representatives and the higher ups to to act in the best interest of the union. And basically what this is trying to do is it's trying to say whenever the union wants to do anything, 
every person in the union has to be contacted and approve what's going on basically to make that happen. So what it's basically trying to do is put like a wrench in the system right. to make the unions less powerful. Isn't that the point of the union to act on behalf of its members? It is. I mean, every time Congress passes a bill, Doris Matsui doesn't call me and ask if I'm right. with her in voting yes, right? The idea, when you look at who's supporting this, mm-hmm. like the Koch brothers and, Republicans. Those, and the big money people, right. it... Prop 32 is basically part of this movement that um, is, you see it in those um, those pro-charter school movies that come out. Like, there was one that just came out recently. There was the Waiting for Superman that came out not that long ago. Do you remember that? Pro-charter, oh, is it the one with Maggie the Gyllenhaal? They're the ones, yes. That's yes. a pro-charter got, school It movie? got slammed, thankfully. Wow. But basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to undermine the idea of public education. They're trying to make it look like public education. Was Queen Latifah in that movie, too? I don't know. I don't care. I think there was a black um, lady. Probably was a black lady in it. Um, and they're trying to make us look bad. And the reason why is, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but when you, do you know how much of California's budget goes towards education? 10%. No, it's closer to 50%. Like, it's, it's a lot of money that goes towards education. If you think about all of the, you know, in the entire state, how right. many schools there are and all that stuff, um... Wow, that's a big pot of money, yeah. right? And there's a lot of businesses out there that are trying to, people that are trying to privatize education because they see that money and they think, hmm, I'd sure like to get a piece of that pie. But, I mean, they also see every year teachers getting pink slipped. Like, there's not enough pie already. Like, why would they think there's well, going to be more there, pie? Well, there's a lot of people. It's not that there's... The idea is that they're looking at it and saying, well, we'll run it like a business and we'll, you know, cut corners and, and do things financially, you know, in a financial way. So if there's older teachers, those old teachers aren't doing their jobs anymore. So we're going to fire them and pay minimum wage for these young teachers. And like the whole Teach for America thing where basically they take people that they've trained for a month and to put them in inner city schools to hmm. have them teach. And they don't really have to pay them very much. Um, so the idea I like is... That plan. Yeah. It's really what's best for kids. Yeah. Um, so basically there's these groups and organizations and people that are trying to, um, kind of perpetuate this idea that public education is bad and they're not doing their jobs and that teachers suck and that we're all greedy and that's why we got into teaching because it's such a lucrative job. Um, and, you know... I wish I could get pink slipped every year. It's, it's really great. But I didn't get my credential. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad, bad thing. And, um, and if you look at it, you know, if you look at who is against it... Mm-hmm. Um, Dozens of unions. And it's funny how they say, yes, on 32, educators support it. it no. I don't know who these educators yeah. they're talking to are. Yeah, I don't but either. They, I don't think they have the finger on the pulse of the educator they certainly community. certainly don't. Um, I said no also Good because it does seem like it makes it hard for unions, which represent the bulk of people, to have a political voice and makes it easier for big money corporations to have more of a voice. All the money that's coming in against it, or I'm sorry, for Prop 32, like it's 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 like the the prop 8 stuff when those groups would throw in Mormons. a bunch of yeah it's it's the same type of thing and it's out of state money like yeah. there was some 
recently, I don't know if it was like 10 million, 20 million from some people in Arizona or something trying to fight against this and it's, or trying to support Prop 32. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know? And, and, and you know, a few couple of years ago or whatever, there was, there was the incident in Wisconsin where those teachers basically just had their union disbanded. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to do, which is very scary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's bad news. Uh, what I thought, you know, teachers are out there and, and teachers, um, you know, the, there's, they're uh, going to be doing call, call centers or, or whatever it's called, cold calling people. And, um, I, I didn't sign up for it because yeah, that's I'm not, I can't do that. Um, and you know, out passing out flyers and whatnot. The fact that firefighters are also affected by this. Have you ever seen when firefighters do their fundraising stuff and they go out on the with corners the boot. with the boot? Yeah. And like, I think the firefighters should be out there and like, maybe, you know, have the shirts off with the suspenders and stuff and, and trying to like convince women to vote no on 32. Uh, women are really into firefighters. And I think that they Sounds could like really... women aren't the only one. <laughs> I really want these sexy firefighters out there. And what about the male stripper union? <laughs> Where is Magic Mike in all of this? I just think it would be an effective tactic to try to convince women to, to vote. Instead of... Aren't, to protect. Are they the ones that like, they want to sell you the newspaper for a dollar or something? Or is that another group? I was going to say, they should have their calendar out there that they're selling, yeah. and you put your money in the boot. Yeah. The boot's pretty clever. Yeah, the boot's, the boot's clever. Fill the boot. The boot plays. <laughs> okay. Personally, yeah. So... All right. No I, think, I think we're... No on 32. Big no on... Big yes on, on 30, big no on 32. Those, yeah. are, those are my big uh, big ones. Now I can depoliticize... Now you don't care anymore? From all the, no, I definitely still care with stuff, but okay. I, I, uh, I can... can Pull away from my personal crises that may befall me if okay. certain things happen. Let's do one more. And, oh, and, and then, then we'll take split? A break. Okay. Yeah. Proposition 33. Ah, this is the big one. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to talking about 34, to be honest. Me too. Allow auto insurance companies to set prices based on driver's history of coverage. So apparently, Doesn't that already happen? <laughs> well, I thought so. Apparently it lets you take your good driver discounts with you mm. if you switch companies. Okay. Which I guess that makes sense because like, when yeah. you start, when you switch companies... Have you switched companies you to... in the last 10 years? Yes. Okay. Once. So I guess... Who are you with now? I am with Geico now. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I'm a sucker for a CGI lizard. Yeah, it's the <laughs> cheapest one. I think every time it comes up, I do some half-hearted like shopping around, and it mm. still comes up cheaper. Because I mean, there's no, there's no like loyalty, right? I gotta be honest. I'm a fan of flow. I know. I so I've seen the ads, obviously. So I did yeah. those things, and it still it comes up like twice as much as Geico. Really? Yeah. Maybe we should look into that. Maybe. Yeah, because like I never even use my insurance because right. we. I don't leave notes when I hit cars. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I haven't had a claim forever either. Right. But I feel like I feel like at my I old you used one, to. I remember for like yeah, I didn't have like three accidents or something your first year. Of first driving? couple months, but yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you were sixteen, so the first day that my parents let me take uh, the car to school, and I gave Phil a ride home, and we got an accident on the way. Uh, I had a license my for first, two weeks. On one of my first days, was it one of my first days? Uh, must maybe not. Um, it was the day I was driving to my first IB exam. Oh, I remember. Yeah. That's the only accident I've ever been in. And it was very minor. I bumped a guy like one mile an hour, but 
Is well, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that's not true. That's the only time I was driving ah. in an accident. Got it. As one of our listeners might attest to, I was actually in a car another time mm. when the car we were in struck another car. But fortunately, it, it, the people just moved on and there was no issue. Oh, so. What a, what a good story. <laughs> and then I found That's just a personal... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, I mean... I had just kind of forgotten about that, but... I voted yes, and I wrote down, the arguments against it are lame, and why not, and there's zero cost. Because I'm a big thing for cost. Yeah, If something impact, creates sure. some new bureaucracy that's not really needed, then I'm not going to vote for it. But this one costs zero, and... Here's the thing that worries me. Allows for increased cost for drivers without history of continuous coverage. There was a time... When I was like 20, where my coverage expired for like a month or two, and I was yeah. like, and then I figured it out, and I was like, oh crap, I've been driving without insurance. And then I feel like when I when I had to get new insurance, I feel like there was an, an increase, at least at first, because I hadn't had it or something really? like that. So I don't um, like the, in the no argument it says, it penalizes... But they're not going to count back like no. 12 years. <laughs> it penalizes law-abiding motorists who let coverage lapse for legitimate reasons. Such What's as? a legitimate reason to not they were in have prison? car insurance? Yeah, exactly. If you are driving a car, it needs to be insured, as do you. So I don't get what these legitimate reasons well, are. Well, unless they're like, I'm going green and I'm not going to drive for a whole year and I'm just going to ride my bike. Yeah. But then it's punishing them for hippie reasons. Exactly. So I'm all for that, too. Or no, wait, that's the argument. Or, or, or like, let's say they traveled or they, they went and lived in another country for a year. Yeah, that's a good point. Or lived in a city where they didn't need a car. Right. That's a good point. I mean, that would be a legitimate reason, I guess. But then you're not really a motorist. But I guess the companies don't the know The fact that. that there's no fiscal impact, then what's the downside to voting against it? Right. Nothing. Because here's the thing. It also says it who, discourages who? drivers from even buying insurance. No, it doesn't. You yeah. have to have insurance. Who gets the money? What money? If, the, if, if there's more money... That is having to be spent. Who gets that money? Insurance companies, right? I guess. It's not, it has nothing to do with government. Right. It has nothing to do with government. Screw you, insurance Yeah, companies. I voted yes. Oh, I thought, I'm thinking I'm going to vote no then. What? Why are you going to vote no? Because it's just something that would give the insurance companies more money. No, it gives them, it gives them less money because they oh, can because extend the, di- the discount. Oh, I see. Instead of charging I'm looking, I'm looking, price, I'm, I'm, can... I'm looking at the people who have legitimate reasons, quote unquote. Fuck those people. Sure. All right. It's California. Everyone has a car. Or okay. should. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, It's on one of those, 33. why not? Okay. Yes, on 33. So we're like-minded we on are. all of these so far. Five for five. All right. Five for fighting. So we'll do the rest of the propositions and a couple of measures. Yeah. We'll measure each other. (laughs) Uh, Finally, Uh. the listeners' questions will be answered. Uh, All right. And so we'll be back next week. Next week for that. So I'll see you in seven days, Jacob. Yeah. All right. That's Buckets. That's a podcast. Put away your tears and your sleepy eyes.